Welcome to Emerge, and this is our podcast. Emerge is a place where we're all about raising champions fully devoted to Christ. We want to say thank you for joining us today. We hope that this message encourages and uplifts you. Enjoy the message. Your word says that the entrance of your word brings light and understanding. We pray that you will speak to us today in the name of Jesus. And at the end of today, Lord, we'll be doers of your word and not just hearers. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So today we begin a new series called Mission Possible. Mission Possible. And um, the first part of this, I've titled this, All for You. All for You. There's a story of a man in the Bible. If you grew up in a Christian home, or, you know, you used to go to Sunday school, you'll have heard the story of Zacchaeus, right? And there are two things you know about Zacchaeus. He was a short man, and he climbed the sycamore tree. Yeah, exactly. You know, some people still remember. He was a short man, and he climbed the sycamore tree. But there's something much more than that about this man called Zacchaeus. About this man called Zacchaeus. So go with me into Luke, Gospel according to Luke chapter 19. And let's start from verse 1 to 2. Luke 19 from verse 1 to 2. It says, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. So Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. He was going somewhere else. But he decided to pass through Jericho. The events that were going to happen in Jericho has a lot to do with the mission of Christ when he came to earth. There was a man called Zacchaeus in Jericho. And the scripture told us two things about Zacchaeus. One, he was a chief tax collector. Let me tell you something about tax collectors. Tax collectors are people that they, they get money from people. They, they will do anything. They extort people. They will cheat you to just get money from you. They... they have their own category. If you, look, if you look through scriptures, you know, the Bible will say, and Jesus was sitting, and on one side were sinners, and on another side were tax collectors. They were so bad, they had their own category. They made sinners look good, tax collectors. That was how bad they were. You know, people didn't like them at all. Now, Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector. That short guy, he had risen through the ranks to become the what? The chief tax collector. All that tax collectors report to him. It was like the, the dawn. Like, you know, he is. That was who he was. And he was rich. But people didn't like him. Because he was rich off of people's money. You know, it's like seeing a thief and calling a thief a rich man. My money is part of what builds that your house you're living in. And that was the profile 
of Zacchaeus. Now, guess what? It goes on in verse 3. It says, And Zacchaeus sought to see Jesus. To see who Jesus was. He has been hearing about him. And all he just wanted was to see who Jesus was. But he could not because of the crowd. One thing about Jesus is this. He's the kind of person you'll call an influencer. You know, you know he, was, he had a lot of influence. You know, he got clout. You know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you see. I just learned that, you know, yeah, he got, <laughs> he got clout, you see. I said influence, all of you are looking at me, so I said, he got clout. <laughs> yeah, now you're speaking my language, uh-huh. That was who Jesus was. Everywhere he entered, there was a crowd that would follow him. People just, they've heard about him, there's something about this guy. He's always doing different things. He would always, I mean, he would heal people. There's just something different about him. So he entered Jericho, and people started following him. But Zacchaeus just wanted to see, who is this guy? Come on, I'm the chief tax collector here. Who else has the kind of rep, you know? Who's, who's like that? But the crowd wouldn't allow him. For he was a short man. He was short. Not just because of his stature. But he had no reputation. He had none. No one wants, what, what, what are you looking for? No, you want to see, no? Do you want to see Jesus? No, you can't see him. Go back. The crowd wouldn't let him move near Jesus. Guess what he now did? It says that for, it was a short man. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. All he wanted to do was to see Jesus. For he was going to pass that way. Verse 5 says, Now, when Jesus came to the place where he was, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. There are two things in here that I want to touch on. The first thing is the place. Jesus got to the place where he was. He stopped and he looked up at the position where he was. There's a difference between a place and the position. A lot of you work at a place, right? but you hold a position where you work. You go into a palace, a palace is a place, but wherever the king is, that's his position. So Jesus got to the place where he was, and he stopped, because Zacchaeus is not meant to be at that place, at a tree. He looked up at his position, and he said, you are not meant to be on a tree. What is a man looking for on a tree? It's not comfortable being there. The plans I, hear, I, 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 I have created for you is not for you to stay there. It's not for you to hide, to try to see me. Jesus had never met him before. 
But when he saw him at the wrong place and in the wrong position, he called his name. He said, Zacchaeus, don't just come down, but hurry up and come down. Make haste and come down. You shouldn't be the one there. It's not unlikely that you're at a place where you shouldn't be in your life or in a position where you shouldn't be. You know, a place of pain, a position of despair, a position of unforgiveness. You're bittered just because someone did something to you. Just because God didn't answer the prayer the way you wanted him to answer it. I love Jesus because he will always come and meet you right at that place. No matter where it is, no matter the position you're in, he would always come to take you out of where he didn't put you into where you should be. And Jesus said to Zacchaeus, guess what? I'm going home with you. I'm doing what? I'm going home with you. I'm not just going home. He said, I must stay at your house. You probably have the least reputation here in Jericho. But I got clout. <laughs> and when people see you with me, you're about to have the highest reputation ever. I'm about to change your story just because you're with me. So hurry up and come down. God has created you and I to be kings and leaders and queens and, and, and priesthoods. Don't stay where God hasn't put you. Don't hold a position that God hasn't given you. Guess what happens next? Verse 6. So he made haste and came down. And did what? He received him joyfully. He received him joyfully. Jesus has no problem meeting you where you are. But how will you receive him? He has no problem coming to you. But how will you receive him? No matter the amount of mess you've made or the kind of lifestyle you've had, he has no problem coming to you. But will you receive him? He says, I stand at the door, Revelation 3.20, and I knock. I'm there, I'm knocking. Will you open up the door for me to come in? It's your choice. He had the choice to say, you know what, forget it, Jesus, just do you. I'm just going to stay here. But he ran down. Didn't just receive him, but he received him joyfully. Knowing that everything about him in that moment was about to change. Was about to change. Was about to change. Jesus would never leave you in a mess. Jesus will never leave you in a position he hasn't created for you. He would never. I have a one-year-old, and earlier on, 
in his life in between zero and one year. <laughs> Though, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in between zero and one year, you know. There was a particular day he, he made a mess on himself, you know. And like a good husband, like a good father, said, I'm going to change him. I've changed the first two before. This one shouldn't be any different. But I, I didn't know that, you know, people's messes are different. <laughs> His own was a different one. So I attempted to change him. And my goodness, <laughs> it was all over. He saw it everywhere, as in, you know, his body, his cloth. And it made it difficult because he's one of those people that whenever you're changing him, even up until now, he never stays still. Ne There's nothing you can give him. He never stays still. He would turn, he would jump. He never stays still. So it makes it difficult to change him. So this particular day, you know, he turned around. He turned around and, you know, everywhere was just, you know, my body, my, I was like, so I was holding him like this, like this, you know, like this. I was like, I, I didn't know. I know how to change babies. But this mess was so bad. And I, I can't drop him. He's... <laughs> He's my son. <laughs> I can't. God, you see, God is your very present help in times of trouble. As I was struggling with him, my wife just walked in. I was like, first, first, help. Of course, she came running upstairs and she saw me just holding the boy dangling. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, he's made a mess. He's made a mess. Everywhere. Shower, shower, shower. Just, I just... I just gave him up and just transferred. I transferred the, transferred the boy to the mother. I'm his father. There is no way I would leave him in such a mess. If he goes out that way, you know what people will say? Who is his father? Actually, sorry, they will say, who is his mother? They will say that one first. Who is his mom? Who is his father? Who are his parents? Why would they leave him like this? Do you think Jesus wants people to say, ah, who is that child's father? Do you think he wants to be insulted? He knows who he created. He didn't create someone to walk around with fear. He didn't create you as someone who has no value. We are waiting to see what God has deposited in you. But the only way we can see that is if you would receive him joyfully. Joyfully. Why wouldn't anyone, anyone want Jesus? I'm still trying to find out. Why wouldn't anyone want the person who owns the plan to their life in his hands? Why? Verse 7 says, But when they saw it, that's the crowd, when they saw what Jesus did to Zacchaeus, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a, what? Is a sinner. These same people cheering Jesus up when he entered. Isn't that, isn't that life? 
No, people are cheering you up at times. Then you make one mistake and that's it. Ah, tax collector. Sinner. Said he has gone to be with Zacchaeus. A man who is a sinner. And the reason why a lot of us fail to accept him joyfully is because we are scared of what the crowd will say. Of what people would say about you. But what is there to be scared of? <laughs> what is there to be scared of? Is the best thing that can ever happen to you. Do you think I want to live my life in pain every day? Do you think I want to live my life in confusion every day? No. I found the one that can give me joy every day. I'm happy. Even in the midst of the storm, I have peace. Because I know I'm not alone. I am never alone. Jesus is right there. Where you are. And in whatever position you're in. See what he says in verse 8. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore. In what? I restore fourfolds. He was trying to convince God that, you know what, you know, don't, I know they are saying all these bad things about me, but, you know, you know I, I, I restore things to people. You know, I, when, 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 if I've taken anything from anyone, you know, I also, I give to the poor. I, I give to the poor as well. We're just trying to convince God that, you know, don't, don't fully listen to them. But he forgot the fact that Jesus already knew him before you saw him. He knows you. He doesn't need you to convince him. This is the best part of this story. From verse 9. Right? And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he's also a son of Abraham. Verse 10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Son of Man, Jesus, he has come to seek and save that which was lost. We're talking about mission possible this month. That's the mission of Jesus. To seek and to save that which was lost. To find you wherever you are. To meet you at that point of despair, that point of desperation where you are. To seek you. I, I, I was looking for my wallet the other day, and um, I have the stuff in my wallet. It's called Tile. I'm not sure if anyone knows it. But what Tile does is, you know, you, you put it in your wallet, you put it on your phone or on, on any device, and in case you lose it, you know, you can track it down to see where, um, where the item is. And it has worked for me so much. There was a particular day I got home, I was looking for my wallet, I didn't find it. 
I went online, you know, logged into my Tile account, and it told me that my wallet is in Aberdeen. Now, I live in Servan. So when it said Aberdeen, I was like, hmm, Aberdeen, okay, it's probably on the train, because I took the train that day, the Mac train, and that's where that train, you know, ends, stops. I was like, hmm, my wallet is on the train. Father, please keep it in a place where the person who sits there wouldn't see it until, you know, the next day. So the next day, got to um, the, went, got on the train. I didn't even know the name of the train or anything. But went to Union Station and asked the people, oh, I lost my wallet yesterday. It, was, it should be on this train, da, da, da. And they had it there. You know, they had it there. They gave it back to me. Another time, it was my wallet again. I don't know where they're where they, where they always going to. It was my wallet again. And I got home. I was looking for it. I traveled, just, you know, just came back. I traveled out of country. I just got back into the country. I got home, I was looking for my wallet. And I couldn't find this. You know, went online and everything like that to track it. And it was at the airport. So I was like, hmm, it's on my seat. <laughs> Called the airline, found it. But this particular day, I was looking for my wallet. Again, <laughs> at home. That towel never leaves my wallet. <laughs> it never leaves my wallet. I was looking for my wallet. I was at home. And the thing was showing me, we're in the same location. It's at home. Like, how can it be at home? I checked everywhere. You know, I checked my car, because my car too is at home. It could be there. You know, I was looking everywhere for this wallet. I was so frustrated. It took me like an hour to find it. Guess what? It was in a jacket that I hung next to my bed that I checked at least three times. But that jacket has one pocket inside. You know, it's one of those jackets where, you know, it's not in the top pocket, it's not in the sides, not anywhere. It has one, one on one side like that, very annoying pocket. <laughs> you know, that was where the wallet was. And the story of Jesus seeking us, looking for us, Every time I remember that story, it reminds me about Jesus seeking us. Because he would never stop looking for us until he finds us. Until he finds us. So there's never any time when Jesus would leave you alone that you know what, forget it man, this one, there's nothing, you know what, I've tried, I'm out of here. Jesus is not, he's never, I've tried, I'm out of here. He seeks us to do what? To save us. To save you from whatever it is that you found yourself in, that you desperately want to get out of. It's come to seek and to save. Let me tell you something. You are not meaningless. You are not worthless. <laughs> you are not cursed. You're blessed. You have so much value. There's a lot that God has put on the inside of you. You were created by the best to be the best. That's God's intention and plan for you. Never let anyone tell you otherwise. Never. We are just waiting for the manifestation of who God has created you to be. Let people say whatever they would say about you. Guess what? Nobody has your plan in their hands. 
Only Jesus has your plan in his hands. One thing I just want us to do this morning is just to accept him joyfully. Accept him what? Joyfully. Never accept God grudgingly. He's not a burden. He's here to do you a big favor. Don't live your life in pain because he doesn't put people in pain. Whatever challenge you would go through in life or you are currently going through, do you know what? He would give you the peace that you need even in that storm. Let him find you. And I want you to accept him what? Joyfully. Joyfully. We'll continue part two of this series next week. Talking about this mission of Christ. And how you and I are meant to partner with him. Because we are his representatives here on earth. In this day and age. Amen? Shall we rise this morning? Shall we rise this morning? Just talk to God. Talk to God. And tell him, Father, help me. Take me out of the place where you've not put me. Take me out of the position you've not put me. Help me, Lord. You have the plan of my life in your hands. Help me. Show me what you want me to do. I give my life to you, Lord. Help me. Remove everything that stands in the way of me accepting you this morning. I know I am valuable. I know I have worth. I know you created me as your workmanship. I know the world is waiting to see what's on the inside of me. So help me, Lord, to be in the place where you've created for me. Help me to be in that position that you've created for me. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' name we're praying. In Jesus' name we're praying. Thank you for joining us and a special thanks to those of you who give to our service. It is because of you we are able to spread the gospel and touch the souls of young adults. If you'd like to give, you can do so on our app, Emerge Champs, or go to our website, www.emergechamps.org. We pray you have a blessed week and see you next time. Bye.